Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That episode. I'm Victoria. And I'm Trev. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 16 of Grey's Anatomy, titled It's the End of the World, which aired on February 5th, 2006. <laughs> this shit is so crazy. <laughs> so this episode was selected by both of us. We both chose this episode and the episode immediately after that. So kind of a crossover between our selections. <laughs> I mean, we would be crazy not to pick it. Like, if you didn't pick it's it, I would like, have been judging you. And if I didn't pick it, you would have been judging me, for sure. It's just... So, like, obviously, while we, we've we been talking about Grey's, and, like, anyone who watches the show knows, there are event episodes. And, I mean, most long-running shows have big event-style episodes. Especially, like, procedurals. Mm-hmm. Grey's kind of takes it and runs with it more than anybody else yeah and this is the first event episodes i think of Grey's. i can't think of anything in season one well really right like not like this where it's like the fairy boat is in season three yeah uh the shooting is season six george is in season four Five. Plane crashes in season eight. eight. Ten is the bus. Man, there has to be something in season one. What's the finale? I think that I think the gag in season one is Addison showing up. Oh right, yeah. So like that's the big gag moment, and it's just like uh, there isn't like the catastrophe kind of craziness going on they didn't really start with that i guess until this season honestly i think yeah they they really kind of they they used the first season which was shorter to introduce all the characters and it was a lot of character drama and then in later seasons they went on heavy with the patient (laughs) drama and the like just world event catastrophic sort of storylines yeah like how can we traumatize uh our cast now my God. And I, you know what? I'm glad that they do. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, let's jump in. Um, I have so much to say. This is this episode it's, starts off just already, like, intense. Like Zero to 60. You literally start the episode on a close-up of Meredith's face, and you just see a single tear roll down her face. Oh. Like, already ah. so intense. Meredith, the story. And <sighs> it's her and Derek. Yeah. It's so good. The tear is so good. And I'm going to talk about Meredith Grey crying a lot in these next two episodes. Because mm. it's just... When I saw her tear up... Oh, yeah. When she says that George and Izzy shouldn't have to... Le- uh, we, no, wait, we no. Can't. Okay, we, wait, wait. We, okay, wait. We will get there. <laughs> we can't get... We can't do it yet. We'll get there. Okay. So the, the episode opens on Meredith standing in the OR. And her voiceover is saying how... Doctors and surgeons have like a sixth sense when they know that like a patient is gonna die. Yeah, and it then it just shows like Meredith and Derek, and they're like standing in the OR, and you just see like Meredith have like a tear roll down her cheek, and she asks, "What's the one thing you've always dreamed of doing before you die?" And then it cuts to Meredith giving Izzy a sponge bath, and then Christina joins <laughs> in, and then Meredith 
obviously cuts us off. Like those of us watching are like, damn, she really wants to do that. And then she's like, come on, Hell that's yeah. not my dream. <laughs> and then it's so horny. It's very horny. And it's very funny because it just cuts to George and he just has that stupid ass look on his face. And he's so goofy. He is so goofy. And I'm just like, you know what, George, you're right for this one. This is my dream too. Like I will say again, this is another example of like, I hate George consistently. I think I, like, these episodes, he really, I don't hate him in. I know. I think he's good in these two episodes that we're going to be talking about over the next, like, uh, two episodes of the podcast. But it's just, like, it hit, it's, I'm, I'm totally in lock with him and, like, what he's going through and all that type of shit. Yeah. And especially all the moments he has with Bailey, especially, like, mostly in the second episode. Mm-hmm. I just, I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I will say, he he looks cute here. He looks, like, his cute hair in a boyish way. Kind of, yeah, his hair is, like, kind of floppy and messy. Yeah, it's kind of, but it's kind of flattering. Yeah. to. I don't know. He just looks very, like, boyish mm-hmm. in a way that, like, works for him. Yeah. So, basically, so then it cuts to Meredith in bed, and she's just, she's just in a mood. Like, Izzy and George are trying to, like, convince her to Help like her. Yeah. yeah well george sucks at it so yeah they're both i mean they're both bad at it yeah. which is why they have to call in christina eventually yeah Izzy's but just this like... scene of meredith just refusing to get out of bed and being like i have a feeling yeah this proves that she's a cancer i think it also proves that she is in a major depressive episode and has Absolutely. a death wish yeah and obviously the lighter like Later on in the episode, we see that kind of show itself even more. Yeah. And then, like, we talk about this haul throughout the therapy arc that we've talked about in other episodes. Yeah. But, yeah, this is kind of, like, the first big, like, uh, moment we see Meredith going through this kind of, like, really intense, dark and twisty mm-hmm. This is, times. like, one of the most intense Merediths Absolutely. that we see. So, and we don't, I think you don't even realize how intense it actually is until afterwards because I think in the beginning, like when you're first watching this and don't have like the context, you can kind of almost write it off as her just like being like a good, like she's just trying to do the right yeah. thing. And then the more you realize about all the shit that she goes through and like how she is, you're like, oh no. I think especially after the ferry boat accident and the drowning, it makes more sense because then you have the characters come back and they're like, no, bitch, you wanted to die. Right. That's why you did that. Right. But she's kind of in denial about it. Yeah, for a long time. (sighs) For the next four seasons, basically. But Christina shows up and she kicks ass. Yeah. And Izzy's just eating Raisin Bran out of the box like a freaking (laughs) boring ass. Meredith is so right. She should have stayed home. But Christina's just like, you know what? No, because get your ass out of bed and get to work. And yeah. it's just so funny how wait, Christina's like, just tell me what's wrong, what's wrong. And and, and she like, has her hand on her on her on her chin, and she's like, I'm being supportive. Yeah, and Meredith's like, for real? Are you really? And Christina's <laughs> like, yes, yes, I promise, I am. And then Meredith's just like, Addison has my McDreamy, my McDog, my and McDog, my McLife. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I understand where Meredith is coming from. Like she, I get her all of her reasons for being so fucked up in this scene and just being sad including the fact that her conditioner stopped working and she thinks she might have brittle bones <laughs> oh the brittle bones line always it takes me out every fucking time it's so fucking there's all the thing is as intense as these episodes are 
comedic relief they're is really yeah. fucking funny yeah. there's some in, there's some really good comedic relief like when okay well i, I i'll say i'll say we'll get yeah, there yeah, we'll okay. get there so, but Christina's standing on the bed. Yeah. Oh my, I'm like, baby, your shoes. Yeah, but I'm just like, also like, Christina's perfect. Like, she, she's, she's Yeah, perfect. she's perfect. She's doing the right mm-hmm. thing. So then we cut to the hospital, and um, Shepard is standing with the chief, Richard, and they're talking about how the board is quiet, meaning there aren't a lot of surgeries or things happening that day at the hospital. Hmm. And it is, honestly, I can say I've heard this before, that like if a hospital isn't busy or like an OR isn't busy, that usually means there's going to be a rush later on. So it's kind of a jinx for somebody it's to be like, like, oh, a it's a quiet omen. day. Or like, yeah. oh, there's not too, like they say that's like well, a that's really like, bad thing to say. At Even when like I know working in the service industry, anytime someone would be like, oh, it's slow. It's like, don't say that. Yeah, shut up. It's like you don't want to, <laughs> jin- you jinxed it. Because then 10 minutes later, there's 40 people waiting. Yeah. And you're just like, it's, and I feel like that's so true with like any sort of profession, but I mean, it's probably a lot scarier when it's like people's lives and not just lattes, yeah. obviously. Yes. But I just, yeah, I really, I like that Weber is kind of just like quiet bored. He's like yeah. so suspicious of it. Gosh. Um, so then Derek bumps into, um, Burke and he's like, Burke, I don't get it. Like, why can't we be friends? Like, I, this is the most random scene I could have ever watched at this moment. Like... Derek wants it's to be so friends weird. with Preston, and he's, like, being, like, needy about it a little Chummy. bit. Well, I mean, please. the two These are the two neediest men on this show. For sure. Well, no, and, no, no. Uh, Derek and George are. Preston is not as needy as George. No, not... I think, yeah, not as needy as George, but Burke... And I, say, I, I have a note of this. Derek is needy in a way that I find annoying, but I can move past... Mm. I think Burke is similarly needy to George where it pisses me off. Yeah. Where I'm like, your your neediness is like in direct opposition with the person who you want attention from and you know that, but you're not, you're refusing to like, realize, like, take a moment. Yeah. I also think but, it's um, like so funny that Derek is desperate to be Preston and later on ends up being Preston's best man at his wedding. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's good payoff with yeah. their relationship, especially in like the, the these two episodes. Yeah. But then they all go to the ER and they're waiting in the ambulance bay and Meredith sits back. And we're, we have the moment where he's like, she's standing there and they're just looking at each other and she's like, I have a feeling. And he just says, I get those. Uh, I can't help it. I just love them together so much. I do too. These these two episodes, I honestly cried. Oh my god! Yeah, we have pictures to prove. We it. sent pictures we, of each we other. Have pictures crying. to prove it. But um, <laughs> maybe we'll post those. Maybe we will, but maybe we won't. I look terrible in the second <laughs> picture. <laughs> but it's just like, and, like, and we see another one of these type of scenes in the in the second episode in this like duo, yes. and it's just like. Oh my God! They're they're made for each they're other. They're perfect together. But while before that, Addison Montgomery shows up. Okay, Addison is so mm. beautiful. It's she's so. Kate Walsh is one of the most beautiful women. I think so too. She actually just got engaged. Uh, oh, she did. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. That's so sweet. She's such a. She's so. Yeah, I just like her. I just I love Addison. Yeah. She's such a good, like, foil to everybody else. She's also a terrible liar. 
which we see yes. in this episode and the next one, but we also saw in the episode with Adele and Weber. Oh, oh my, my God. God. She yeah. sucks at keeping a secret so in bad. She's so bad at it. And especially when it's like someone, uh, I think the worst she, the worst, the like, she gets worse the closer she is to the people involved. Yes, I think so too. Which is understandable. I mean, this is so, so much stress to be under on top of trying to like save people. Right. But. But, um, so they go out to the, um, to the bay. They're waiting for the ambulance bay. And they're waiting for an ambulance to come in. And they're just like chit-chatting and they're like, I don't, I just miss Bailey. Like, I'm sick of this shit. Like, which stupid, <laughs> which stupid resident are we going to be with today? And then Bailey turns around and she's like, Me. And then she starts, like, she's, like, yelling at them because they keep, like, messing up. And, like, she's, like, I'm supposed to be out for two weeks. And you guys ran <laughs> off two residents. People are calling me at home, getting pissed off at me. She calls them, like, what, she's Rosemary's like, did I, baby? Yeah. And then she's, like, did I raise you fools to be pariahs? Like, come on. Get your shit together. I love Bailey. I love her so much. And George hugs her, and that scene is so that shot that moment is so fucking funny. I love and when she slaps him. <laughs> <laughs> like this is how it feels when your favorite teacher is back. Yeah, it is, and it, and then there's just that one guy who's like a total dweeb and like a complete suck yeah. up, and you're just like, oh, can you like be cool for two seconds of your <laughs> life? <laughs> um, and then okay. We literally jump into the patient drama so quickly. This lady screaming. Well, wait, her water breaks. Yeah, so her so Bailey's water breaks, and then she has to get wheeled in a wheelchair back into the hospital, and tells George to page Addison and let her know that her contractions are like ten minutes apart. Yeah. But literally immediately after that, the ambulance shows up, and a screaming woman is in the back of that ambulance, and she just sounds like something out of a horror movie. It's so bad. cannot stand those scenes of her screaming it is so hard to watch not because it's like intense it's just annoying but i get it like it's a good it's understandable like i think in the world it makes sense but i'm just like i don't want to hear this it's shit. literally like horror movie screaming like yeah. i almost was I mean, wondering, again like, is understandable this a sound effect on a loop or did she fry her vocal cords for this scene i think she fried her vocal cords because like she fucking like it sounds like it's blood curdling it's blood yeah curdling. It, exactly um but then so wait who do we see we see the paramedic who looks like a deer in headlights and mm-hmm. she has her hand inside the patient's chest. Fucking played by Christina Ricci. We stand Christina Ricci. I have her tattooed on my arm. Oh my god, I love that. Wednesday Adams. Yeah. My Wednesday Adams tattoo. Yeah. But okay, also fun thing. Do you, so two fun things about uh the awards sur- surrounding this episode. Both Christina Ricci and Kyle Chandler were nominated in 2006 uh at the Emmys for guest starring. Wow. But yet Ellen Pompeo. Yeah. Nothing. Ellen Mappel was not nominated, but Chandra Wilson and Sandra Oh were both nominated that year as well. This is fucked. She acted her act. No. Yeah. No. See, fuck the Emmys. Fuck the Emmys. And I wrote that in I my notes for like, this episode and the next one too. Fuck the me Emmys. Me too. I just can't believe that like, I think specifically, I think this episode like, Meredith has a little bit less to do. In this one and more to do in the next in one. In the, the next one, one is- it's fucking insane how did she not she get is a nom? Carry- but the thing is chandra wilson was nominated for that episode i disagree She's so it's it's I so crazy wilson, i would have but no not for this me i mean too. what she had a baby 
I like she's not even in that episode a lot. Meredith I think it would make her hand more sense in a patient's body and replace the paramedic who ran away who was scared. The oh. whole episode is centered around Meredith's face and her like deer in headlights eyes. I literally Oh, it it boggles my mind. And like we'll talk about that in the next episode more because it's just like so infuriating. I'm pissed. But whatever. but whatever. So Christina's giving Preston the rundown and she's like, we have a patient who has like, he was like shot with something and a wife with very healthy lungs, which I thought was funny. <laughs> and Preston's like mad at Christina for leaving that morning and not telling him what the reason was. But the re- we know that the reason she left is to help Meredith. So I literally love her. But like, she's like, I don't know. But I don't you know that. why like, she... I don't know why she doesn't just tell him. At the same time, but, like, I think also... See, and this is the part of me that's, like, I think deep down Christina knows that how, how like, codependent she and Meredith is is not healthy or normal. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. And it's, like, does she think that this relationship is, like, inappropriate? Like, does she think that her partner would be jealous of it? What is... Like, but what's I think causing her to point, be so secretive about that, you know? I think at this point they've been together long enough and they haven't understand, like... No, but see, and I, th- I think that's part of it, though. I think Christina is, like, even... My partner and I have been together so long that it's inappropriate for me to be, like, I left your I left your side first thing in the morning because I needed to go help my best friend. You would think, like, okay, we... But I don't think that's inappropriate at all. I think he... I think at this point, Burke would have some... If, he, if she said, I needed to help Meredith with a thing... I didn't give specifics or anything like that. I think he would be like, okay, that's one, your best friend. Two, that's also a student in your year. So there's a certain level of like, maybe it was a work thing. Who knows? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Maybe it's just like they needed to have a chat. I think Burke would have some sort of understanding. But also maybe he wouldn't because Burke is kind of unreasonable a lot of the time. I think later on, Owen is weirdly more understanding about the weird relationship Meredith and Christina have and her being like, He's not a jealous person because it's a woman, but... Yeah. I think if it was... I I honestly, I don't know what's causing it. I think it's a few different things. I feel like Christina probably in her head is projecting like onto Preston that he would have some level of jealousy. But I think also Preston is projecting onto Christina that he said, I love you while she was sleeping, which we find out in the next episode slash the last episode. But he doesn't know she heard him, so why is he mad that she didn't say it back? I don't even or think left. Oh man! It's like he's mad that she left, but it's like why would she, she, you be mad at yeah. her for leaving when she doesn't even know that you said anything, as far as you know? So it's just like this weird, like circling each other of not. There's no real actual reason to be fighting. Again, or they mad need to just communicate. This is a communication. Exactly, and I think if she just said, "Hey, Meredith and I had, I needed to help Meredith with a thing. She's having a bad day." That should be it. I think Christina feels like it's inappropriate. Yeah, maybe. I think Christina looks at it as like, I left first thing in the morning. I didn't even know. I would drop anything and everything to help this person who I really love, who's my best friend. But in the next episode, everyone's begging her to fucking leave. Even Preston says to her face, Christina, get the fuck out of this room. Like, leave now. And she looks at Meredith for approval. Yeah, she, she doesn't yeah. give a fuck about Preston. She gives a fuck and about Meredith. At- she the only reason she's even in that room with Meredith is is because of Meredith. But she That's even it. but even after that, I will say, and we'll get into this again more because there's a lot to talk about with Meredith Christina in the next episode. When she does look at Meredith, and Meredith is like, "It's okay, we'll be fine." She does say to Burke before she leaves, 
don't be uh she's like be the other guy be the other guy run don't run to the danger and kind of looks at meredith because she knows meredith is gonna run to the danger no matter what so i don't know it's weird they're hold the three of them they're the dynamic between the three of them is very odd mostly they did yeah i but i'm interested in it yeah um it's like it's good it's like it makes me want more of it even though I don't it's like It's just so her. challenging to explain what that dynamic is because feels we don't like, get enough. Yeah, and feels like yeah. we don't get enough from any of these characters to understand like what they are actually thinking or feeling. Like we see yeah. it kind of in their eyes and their actions, but like. But that's only so yeah, much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. It's re- it is difficult to just like kind of parse out. Yeah. But either way. Okay, so anyway, the lady is moving on. screaming her fucking head off still to this point. This makes me laugh so And fun. Karev is like, you need to calm down. Can you just calm down? And then all of a sudden he screams in her face, which actually works. <laughs> it's so <laughs> But then she starts crying hysterically. Funny. So <laughs> it's hilarious. That part is really It's funny. like, he did, like, I guess, whatever works. Yeah, but... At- and then... <laughs> It's it's just that she's crying on him, and he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. He's like, what? Babysitting. Yeah. But then it cuts to... George staring at Bailey's um, dilated cervix. cervix. And then Weber walks Which up like, oh, and is Bailey's like, what wife? are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, she's in there. And he looks in, and she's like, oh. He's like, um, what the fuck? I never wanted to see <laughs> Bailey's cervix. So like now, I- this whole bit is so fucking <laughs> funny to funny. me because then it keeps going with Der- with Derek. Eventually, he's like, Bailey's here, and he goes in and he's like, well, that's my wife looking at Bailey's vagina or whatever he says, cervix. And I'm just like, uh, uh And then Addison what comes is out happening? and she's like, wow, three men outside the delivery room. How mid-century? <laughs> How of mid-century? You? <laughs> it's, it's such funny. a like. Truly, this episode is so fucking it's funny. Well written. And even then, Web like, like, when Bailey comes out and she's like, "What are you doing standing here? Find my husband!" Like all, she's like yelling at them, and she locks the door or she closes the door, and they just look at each other and they're like, "Bailey's back!" Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, she's back." It was also really funny when when Richard's like. Is there anything that we can get you? Is there anything we can do for you? And she's like, I'm about to push a baby boy out of my vagina. Can you get me a new vagina? <laughs> a baby the size of a 10-pound bowling ball out of my vagina. Can you get me a new vagina? Oh my and God. I just, I love her so much. Yeah. I think it would have made more sense for her to be nominated for this episode because there's more for her to do. I agree, but even that isn't really monumental. I mean, what she just pregnant yeah. and having a baby and finds out that her hubby... It's kind of just her it, usual... It's not, it's not that big. It's kind yeah. of just Miranda's or Bailey's usual thing. There's there's other episodes so again, that, are big, I, I, that are better for her. But I do think that um, the next scene of Izzy and George and just everybody kind of piling on to... We later find out that this guy is Bailey's husband who is on his way to the hospital to see his baby Mm -hmm. get born, but he got into a car crash. And so what happens then is Derek is like, okay, we need to take this guy to surgery. You need to call his wife. He keeps telling us that we need to pick up his phone and call his wife. So Izzy picks up the phone because Christina kind of takes over the surgery. <laughs> um, and she kind of... <laughs> she sharks it Yeah, out she from sharks her. it. And you can tell that Izzy is pissed off. So she picks up the phone. She's like, what? And she's like, George, what are you... Like, what's going on? And then 
she's like, well, I don't have Bailey's husband's phone. And I feel like this is such a good way for us to find out that this is Bailey's husband. Yeah. It's not like beating you over the head with it. Yeah. It's like, ooh, that was really, that was smooth. That was a smooth way to write that in. And it's just like, it's so, every, it's everything is compounding on top of each other in this episode. In a way where it just is like, oh my God, when is it all going to like pop? Yeah. And it's two, it takes two episodes to really get there. Yeah. Um, then, so after that, they take him to the OR. Derek and Christina take Bailey's husband, Tucker, to the OR. And then we cut back to um, the paramedic who has her hand inside the patient on top of the bomb, oh, which but she doesn't even know that it's... Yeah, they don't even know yet. So Hannah's in the OR. She's like talking to Meredith and making little jokes. And she's like, I don't feel so good. Like my gag reflex is being affected by this. <laughs> and Meredith is really good to her. Yeah, Meredith's like, you know what? Don't worry. I'm new at this too. Like, It's really sweet. Yeah, she's just trying to like calm the girl down from the very beginning. Meredith has historically has very good bedside manners. She does with everybody, even if they're not like actually a patient. Yeah. Um... Okay, so the next part is basically they cut back to um, Derek and Burke and Addison comes in to talk about Tucker and she's like, what should I tell Bailey? And Derek's basically like, well, we don't have anything to tell her yet, so just keep it a secret until I can actually operate and figure out what's going on. And she's like, bye, Preston. And he's like, bye, Addison. So Derek's like, what the fuck? Like, you're, you, say my, you say my wife's name, but not mine. And he's like, yeah, because I actually like her. <laughs> Which, like, who doesn't like Addison? I know. Even Meredith at one point is like, she's cool. Like, <laughs> Yeah. You can't dislike her. Yeah, it's really weird if if somebody were to dislike Addison. Because she's just yeah, so likable. Not... And she's so genuine. Yeah. So Tucker is about to get put under for his surgery and Tucker's like, I know that you're Derek, like my wife loves you and stuff and just take like Derek's like, okay, don't worry, I'm going to take good care of you. I know that you're having a baby, like we'll get you back safe and sound. So, but you know what I have to say? What? About the wifey. She's so right. So the wife is basically starts screaming at the best friend of the guy, of the patient with the bomb. And she's like, you guys are fucking morons. And I was like, she is so right. They literally are such morons. She's absolutely right. Why are you building bombs in your fucking garage, you insane person? Yeah. And then, so she's telling uh, Karev and everything all this. And all of a sudden, Karev's like, wait, he was shot with a bazooka and there was no explosion. And the guy's like... Um, yeah. no, why? And then he's like, oh, crap. I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like. It's so tense. Yeah. And so much drama in a single episode. And he starts running. He books it. He immediately starts running to that OR. hooking to the OR. Yes. And Richard is like, slow down. <laughs> Sir, and you don't like, know the half of it, honey. You got like, a storm oh, like, coming. This, it's all like Bailey trying to call Tuck. It's Derek cutting open Tuck. It's. Alex running. It's Richard telling him to stop. Everybody trying to and keep the paramedic like, at bay so that she doesn't freak out and panic and rip her yeah, arm out of the patient. It's so stressful. This is a very stressful episode. So um, it cuts to it cuts back to Karev. Now he's finally gotten to the OR, and um, Bailey keeps trying to call her husband, but then Burke is like, "You know what? We got to do a thoracotomy so she can take her hand out." So Meredith is 
standing there next to her. Hannah is ready to take her hand out, and Burke grabs the scalpel. And just at that very minute, Bailey... Alex. Yeah. So, wait. But Bailey is leaving a message to Tucker, who's literally about to go into surgery, saying, you better fucking call me. Or you better be dead in the street because we are about oh to have a God, baby. Yes, which is like crazy because he really is like, like kind of dead in the street. <laughs> like he's it's so it's crazy. crazy, and it's oh mm. my God, it's this episode is good. Shonda wrote this episode as she should, as she should. This is one of the best Grey's Anatomy episodes ever, hands down. Hands down. So then, right before Burke is about to start cutting into the patient, Alex like literally enters the room like split second yeah he's like stop like two seconds before he cuts in and And, he's like burke like dr press like you need to talk like come here you're gonna want to talk to 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 me is what he says yeah so he stops and goes over and they start talking about it and then the girl's like you guys are starting to scare me (laughs) and i'm like girl you don't know the half of it because what you're about to find out It's crazy. And then you see Milton. He's, oh, who? Ooh, 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 ooh don't get me him. started. And then he's like, he realizes he's like, oh, shit, basically. Yeah. And then it's just like, and then they're like, go get the bomb squad. And when he said that, I was like, the literal bomb squad. Like, this is one of oh the craziest things God. to ever happen on this show. That there is a live I mean, bomb even with, inside of a patient's body. Even with all the other crazy shit that has happened in the show, this is still like, Maybe one of the craziest. Yes, it is. I think this and the shooting are still the craziest things. Yes. Um. So then, uh, outside the OR, Alex is like, you know what? We got to go. Like, I'll wait for the bomb squad. And then Meredith's like, no, I'm staying. Um. And then he's like, okay, it's your funeral. And it's like, bitch, bye. See, this is what... Moments like this is literally why I hate Krev. Because he never has a good thing to say. He's just a fucking jerk. Like, 99% yeah, of the time. Yeah, he's not being helpful. He's not. But he's... I can... Yeah. And, but it's also Meredith being like... Him being like, okay, well, I'm not gonna die. And Meredith being like, well, I will, so... Yeah, but he's annoying with his delivery. Because I feel like she's already not having a bad day. I don't know. I think people who decided to stay are definitely crazy, but they're also better people. Uh, I get it. I think most but, of the people are I, I agree with, but then Meredith, I'm like, you have ulterior motives. Right, because it's like Meredith is like, you need a surgical team, and at first we think she's just a good person and a really dedicated doctor, but then later we find out she's horribly depressed and has a death wish. So we know that she has yeah. ulterior motives, but with Karev being like, it's your funeral, it's just that throwaway line, but at the same time really contributes to the overall picture that we're getting of like Meredith understanding and accepting the fact that she could die and not really caring. Yeah, Especially when she's like, uh, what is the word? Like, um, not necessary here. Right. She throws herself into the mix because she wants to be included. And we, again, not because she needs again, to, we think that she's trying to be helpful at first, but we later come to learn it's, that's not the case. She just yeah. has like a death wish because she's depressed about Derek. And then it cuts back to Bailey and Addison, and they're trying to like figure out the epidural. And Bailey's yeah, like, and no, Bailey because want I don't one. want a C-section. And then Addison's like, you, you're being such a baby. <laughs> um, she's like, look, Bailey, I know that you have like certain specific like wishes, wishes but at the same time, this is not going to be easy. So you need to just like 
you can't be serious. Yeah, take us seriously. And then Bailey's like, don't worry, like women everywhere do this. And then George is like, yeah, women also die in childbirth. And he's right. Like, should he say it? No, but he's right. He right. I think, I think George in these episodes walks the line really well of intern, like, oh, like staying in line versus overstepping. Mm-hmm. I think he oversteps in a way where it's not him being condescending or rude or anything like that. It's like genuinely him looking out for Bailey's best interest. Right. And I, I, I like that he isn't, he's, he's saying this stuff, even though he knows that she's going to retaliate and be mad at him or upset with him or whatever. And same thing with Addison. We see in the other episode too, which we'll talk about eventually, but like he's not, he knows what he's saying is correct, Mm. even if it's harsh. Mm. So he doesn't fear the repercussions of it. Right. Which I I appreciate in these episodes. Yeah. He's doing this genuinely because he means he wants to uh, help. Yeah. Um. So she keeps asking about Tucker, and Addison's like, "Okay, okay, George is gonna go find him." So, but then yeah. she gets the page that it's a code black, and like leaves the room. Yeah. And then in the OR, Derek's pager goes off with the code black and Christina's like, what the fuck? So she calls somebody and then she comes back and she's like, um, they want us to evacuate because of a code black. And Derek's like... I just couldn't even imagine. I it's mean, so... but wait, this part confused me because I feel like... And tell me how you feel about it, but... Wait, is, I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Why aren't they telling anybody? Exactly. Why aren't you communicating this with the people who are directly involved and could be directly affected by this thing? Yeah, like they're all being so secretive, and that's the part that makes no sense. Like Addison does the same thing. She's like, "Oh, and the, uh, you uh, took the words right out of my mouth." Especially when she's in the elevator. Exactly. And, and then it's like, just tell them. Yeah. It, they should know. Well, first off, another issue I have is why weren't why don't the staff of this hospital know what a code black? Means? Yeah, everybody. Why aren't know they briefed on is. some sort of? Yeah, every from an inter from a janitor to the chief of surgery should all know what that means. Everyone should know. Like, okay, I got a page. It's code black. This is serious shit. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, because- okay, Derek's like, okay, I'm not evacuating. It's probably a drill. Anybody who wants to evacuate can evacuate right now. But that they don't. They can't make an informed decision because nobody's fucking saying anything. He's like, this but guy it's also has a like, wouldn't open. you be? I'm not leaving. Fuck it. I'm staying. But then Addison... Wouldn't you have been informed earlier if... Because, I mean, surgery is such a such a touchy thing. And, like, obviously, if it was a drill, it was planned beforehand. So why wouldn't you give a heads... If it was a drill, wouldn't you get a heads up to your your attendings who would be performing these you surgeries? You definitely would. I don't know why he would right? think that it's a drill. Maybe so he's I, just, like, maybe it was... Like an accident or something yeah, like, like that. Uh, just like, I think he's trying to rationalize it in a way that makes sense. But also he's and like, I think, this guy literally has his brain exposed. Yeah. I can't even leave even if I wanted to. So fuck it. I get where he's coming from because it's like literally he has a brain. But Addison, what's her excuse? Because she isn't just, she just isn't telling them. Like, why isn't she telling She's just them? not Nobody's telling, telling she's each just, other. They need it to doesn't make know it. that their lives are at risk. But she's just like. Especially because Derek hears it. Yeah. And he does. He says, okay. He like tells his OR. But he doesn't he say that it's a bomb. He just says, oh, code black. Well, anybody who wants to evacuate can. And they all kind of look yeah. at each other like, no, we're not leaving. We don't even know what the fuck that is. Yeah, you know? it's weird. The whole thing is very weird. Yeah, it's like weird why they would be secretive about an emergency that could literally And it people, was throwing so. me off because it was like, why wouldn't Christina know what a code black is? And why wouldn't Meredith know either? Why wouldn't they have studied that? I'm sure that's in like the handbook or like, something first, like that. That's like first day stuff. Like, okay, if there's yeah. a child missing in the hospital, if... It's like a code yeah. white or something like that. Yeah, or, or like, whatever. You know what yeah. I mean? They would know that. 
it's just weird. I, I don't know if this is the best writing choice. I think they probably did it for dramatic purposes, but I don't think it came off well because we're all kind of confused how these super smart doctors don't know what's happening. It is very odd. Yeah. But I think, I mean, like, in a storytelling, like, writing perspective, like, I get it. It's just to build tension. Yes. And then you have that kind of building underneath the surface. Yeah, and then they all find but out. from a character standpoint, it doesn't, it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So then... But I love, I do love the scene in the, uh, the elevator when it's Addison trying to be, like, not tell them. Yeah. Just, she's like, They're like, just what's go going on? Is it a bad thing? And she... The, op- the doors open and it's like a hallway with the bomb squad and like the police and everybody running around and they're like holy shit and she's like yes it's bad Ugh. oh great scene um so then we cut back to the or and hannah the paramedic is like so i'm touching live unexploded bomb it's so scary and burke's like yes and milton is standing there like manually ventilating the patient with the bag um They took him off of the ventilator because the flow of oxygen could cause an explosion, apparently. Put a pin in that for later. Yep. And then Hannah's like, so what would happen if I took my hand out? And then Burke is like, no, don't take your hand out because if the ammunition moves, it could explode. So he tries to like keep her really, really calm and at bay. But well informed, too, is the thing. But I will say, again, Burke is another character that gets on my nerves a lot. But I do really appreciate him in these episodes because he's not he's not pulling any punches. He's speaking very clay, uh, clearly and plainly, but like giving all the credible and necessary information. Yeah. Well, he's like informing her. Yeah. He's like, you need to know what you're handling. You, I can't sugarcoat this for you. If you move, you could die. And, and we'll but all also die. nobody in that room wants to die. And Hannah literally has their lives in her hand, which is crazy because yeah. Her, so it would it's it's it's. No, it's literally... It's craziness. The way that she literally and figuratively has their lives in her hand. If she touches... If she moves Bro, her hand, so she good. can kill all of them, including herself, including the patient, including the doctors. Like, her hand is controlling their lives. I love it's this fucking shit. crazy. So, okay. But then we cut to Richard and he's like informing Classic. the entire surgical staff of what's going on and what to do. And can I just say... like. A classic chief on the stairs moment. moment. And I feel like he's the perfect person to handle this kind of situation. I feel, he he's is. so good I in a crisis. Tr- like, I trust him with my life. This is another episode where, again, I go back and forth on Weber a lot just because I find him frustrating sometimes. But fuck, he's good in these episodes. He's really good. In the, I love him. I love him. I, I do. I And he gives them their options and... There, everyone's pretty much staying. And then he's like, okay, bring me to the bomb squad. I need to talk to them. So the bomb squad is there and they're like, fuck, okay, we need yes. to go up to the um, surgical floor where all the ORs are. So, and fucking Kyle Chandler. Oh my God. Crushing in these episodes. I just, he but I want to so punch him in the fucking head. Good. He's annoying. Yeah. He's annoying as fuck. But again, I will say later on in the second episode, I do kind of have a soft spot for him at the very end there. And like, Eventually, when he comes back, I just, I really like this character. Even though he makes me mad, I like him. He's definitely, he's he's well acted. Kyle Chandler yeah. took it and ran with it, and he did a great job. So Meredith is, like, talking to him and saying, like, well, the floor has been evacuated except for all of us that are working with Dr. Burke on the patient with the bomb. But then Christina comes out and is like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> and Meredith's like, well, there's a bomb in the patient. And then Christina's like, what? All I got is this open brain. And they're, like, chatting, and then Meredith's like, wait, Derek is doing a craniotomy in there? 
And then I <laughs> love these moments. The bomb squad guy is like, "Shut the fuck up!" There's a fucking like, patient with a bomb me? in him, and they're like, "Jeez." <laughs> they're like, "What's going on with but, this but guy wait, over here?" But wait, but wait, when when Christina comes out and the guy's like, "Back up, back up!" and Meredith's like, "No, she will hurt him." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would pay anything. I would pay anything to see that. And I just like, and then he tries to get in the OR and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I fucking, yeah. I really, I, again, that's another like funny fucking moment in this really, really intense, brutal episode. Their faces when he like tells them to shut up was so funny. I love them so much. Well, when even when Meredith is like, there's a bomb in a body, and Mer- and Christina just kind of, her whole body relaxes, and she's like, really? <laughs> or like, she's like, oh my god. And she's like, she's like and then I just got this guy. surgery. Yeah, it's so fucking <laughs> funny. I just, oh, I really, it's just classic Christina uh, Meredith moments where I'm just like, even in the most insane circumstance, they're like, not taking anything seriously. Yes, but then we cut to the two most annoying characters on planet Earth. George uh, and Izzy are sitting on the ground feeling sorry for their stupid-ass selves. It's like, stop being such babies. Like, these two idiots are jealous of Christina and Meredith, and they literally say it out loud. And it's just like, imagine yeah. if these two people were your favorite characters. Pathetic. I could never. Pathetic. All they I have do phenomenal is sit taste. and watch. And it's like, true. It's, it's true. true. And I'm glad that they're aware, and it's like... Self-awareness is half the battle. They're barely doing anything about it. Izzy gets up off her butt, and what does she go and do? Fuck Alex Karev. Are you kidding me? How is that helpful in any... No. Yeah. Absolutely, I would. No. Absolutely, I would. He's just like the definition of a meathead. He's just so... Yeah, that's exactly why I would fuck him. (sighs) He's a big, dumb idiot. He's a Sagittarius. I just... He's a big dumb idiot, and I know, I know the sex would be banging. Cause he only pulls hotties in this. Maybe, show. but then he'll piss you off and like fuck up your relationship with his idiot. That's what fucking men is like. <sighs> okay, we talk about this every every episode. episode. <laughs> every episode, I know, but it's just like I get it. I would want to. If the world's ending, the first thing I'm doing is finding someone to have sex with. Not Alex Karev. Have some self-respect. God, I think so he's hot. No, I hate Izzy for this. Anyway, <laughs> that's why you hate Izzy. No, I, I. That's not the only reason, <laughs> but that's one of them. Um, I will say Justin Chambers in, uh, he was in that show, The Offer. Hmm, I haven't seen which it. is about the making of The Godfather. Oh, and he plays Marlon Brando. Ooh, interesting. And I, I heard the show's not awesome. But I've seen stills of him as Marlon Brando playing the Don in The Godfather. Mm-hmm. And he looks hot. I believe it. Because he's a little older. He's got a mu- he got the mustache and he's like salt and pepper. And I'm like, wait, I'm into this. I like this. I'm not even saying that he's not attractive. I just feel like his personality just Oh, yeah, his personality is dog shit. At- also, wait, did you see that Patrick Dempsey's hair is like white right yes. now? Yes. Oh. Remember you sent me a picture and I was like, he looks like... Um, <laughs> oh the fucking uh, i'm mr cold winter yes. was that yes. it what is ice miser yes, or something ice like miser. that yeah he looks fucking sexy oh my god i think he's gonna be in that ferrari movie he loves that racing shit and cars he loves that shit yeah. it's weird it's kind of weird he's always in portland i know we've brought this up before but i just can't believe it interesting you should try he's from maine yeah try to find him 
I would shit my pants. What would you really do for real? I would literally, I think, start crying. Yeah. I would freak out. Yeah, like, you would hyperventilate. I would freak out. I'm like... You would cause a scene. I would cause a scene. My <laughs> friend who lives in the West End of Portland, like, sees him all the time. Okay. He just drives around, and I'm like, bro, I would fucking die. That's sickening. If That's I scary. walked into a, the brunch spot and fucking Patrick Dempsey was there having brunch, I would have a panic attack. I would just be like, so tell me, in in your opinion, like, what direction should Grey's Anatomy be going in in the next couple You're like, in your expert opinion, did Christina and Meredith fuck? Yeah. And he would be like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it's common knowledge. <laughs> I just like, yeah, I know. Like, that would be an insane celebrity sighting. Wow. I would be You're like, good wow. Major, I would have would to have say bragging hi. rights forever. Yeah, I would have to say hi. If you didn't, I would be shocked. I yeah. Okay. But anyway. Anyway, okay. So, um, Dil- the bomb squad guy Dylan is like Derek, you have to leave. And then Derek's like, no, his his like brain is exposed right now. I I can't leave. And then he's like, you need to close him the fuck up. I am authorized to tell you to get out of here. And Derek's like, I don't care about that. I care about Bailey, <laughs> and Bailey scares me. And if I kill yeah. her husband. Um, I'll never, like, I'll never forgive myself or whatever. Yeah. Is him saying, get out of my OR. That was, that was a good moment for Derek. I was like, damn, he's acting. I he's, was yeah. horny. Yeah. He's like, no, get out of my OR. I was like, oh, oh wow. I love when Derek is like not speaking, not looking at someone when he's speaking to them. Uh-huh. And I love it's it so when he's sexy. so calm, but you know that he means what he's saying. And he's like, it's not intense. being nice. It's intense. It's not yeah. a, it's not a nice calmness. Yeah. It's a. I'm being calm to save your feelings calmness. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I Derek love is amazing in this episode. He's really good in this episode. He's like, this is the best of Derek. Okay, so then we get an Addison scene, and this is where I feel like she it's just so obvious that she is a terrible liar. She's she does this breaking. every time. Um basically Addison's like, all right, um, you're nine centimeters dilated, like that's a good sign. And then Bailey's like, What's going on? Like, where the fuck is my husband? And Addison's like He's with my husband <laughs> in surgery. Which is, like, just not the way to say she's it. She's, like, hunched over the, like... She's, like, hunched <laughs> over. She's, like, barely able to look at Bailey. And it's, like, just so obvious. Like, bitch, you are a terrible liar. Bad liar. I'm so glad I can't have a baby. Ugh. This seems awful. Scary. Um, but... Burke and Dylan are looking at a picture of the bomb inside of the patient. And then Dylan's like, we don't know enough. And then Burke's like, no, the guy's like actively bleeding. And the only thing stopping him from fully dying is that girl with her hand in the patient. But then we cut to Milton and he's talking to Hannah and he's like, you know that when you explode, you get turned into this thing called pink mist because like is now the time I'm like, he's like, what? they don't even usually find, like, a whole finger intact. Like, oh usually you just God. turn into a liquid when you explode. And then he's like, yeah, and then you just turn into, like, bloody rain. And I'm just like, is this guy <laughs> fucking stupid? Like, how are you a doctor? Disgusting. No wonder you're an anesthesi- anesthesiologist. Like, shut up. Why are you telling people? her what is- that, you idiot? Do you want to die? I, like, she could take I'm her a- hand out of this patient and kill you both. Like... <laughs> I am a Milton hater. I'm a Milton hater, and he is a fucking coward. Chicken shit bastard. And he actually has the nerve to tell her to pump the bag and even beats while he's walking out of the room. I hate him. He's so... It's so diabolical. Christina Christina Ricci is fucking crushing this episode. She's doing great. Because she's not even really in the second one a lot. She got nominated basically off of this episode. 
And it's like... And she's doing it with her left hand. I can't even imagine. I, I can't do oh shit my with my God. left hand. Me either. And it's and, and then when it cuts to... What the fuck is it? Bailey. And she's like, girl, I'm having this baby tomorrow. I, yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know what? You know what? As a matter of fact, if anybody could delay the birth of their child, it would definitely be Bailey. Oh, absolutely. But... She's like, up, oh, get back in there. No more. Yep. But, um... So what's his face is like walks out of the room and then Meredith and Christina are like, wait, what are they talking about in there about the x-rays? So then they like, they're like, let's go check on Hannah and Milton. And they walk up to the OR and they're like, wait, why is Hannah shaking? so sad. So they open the door and they're like, where's Milton? And and then Hannah's like, he left. And then Hannah's like, I'm going to take my hand out now. (laughs) And you just, all of a sudden you're just Uh. like, oh my God, oh my God, like. Fuck, this episode is... It's so scary. Yeah. It's so tense. It's so tense. And then, like... Oh, I just can't. It's... I couldn't imagine being in this type of situation. Me either. I can't even imagine That's all it. I could think about while I was watching it. It's just, like, I could not imagine being in this type of situation. And it's so tense. And, like, this episode does not give you the release that you're looking for. Right. Which is why it's such a good two-parter. Imagine you have to wait an entire week to know what happens with this. I was thinking that while I was watching it. Because I was like, wait, was this, like, a mid... Was this, this a, a like, mid-season episode? It's not even a finale. Like so it was just literally yeah, waiting one week. they were just doing this week. shit in the middle. The, also, the craziest part is, season two ends with Denny. Wow. The last ten episodes of season two is just, like, emotional d- abuse. Yeah. So they go in, they see Mer- uh, Hannah freaking out and, like, shaking, and she wants to take her hand out. So then they they run in there with her, but we don't see that. It just cuts back to yeah. Dylan, and he's he's just talking to um, what is it? Richard or whatever, and he's like, no, my yeah. friend talked to the guy's friend, and that is homemade, unreliable, unstable. and unstable. It could be a dud, but we won't know until we get in there. And he's like, and also I have a surgeon who is refusing to leave. So it's, <laughs> this is very bad. And then all of a sudden Christina starts screaming for help. So they rush to the OR and Christina has taken over the pump while, while Meredith is like talking her off the ledge and being like, no, no, no. Like, I know you, I know you're over it, but like, yeah. you can do this. Like, don't, don't freak out. Don't panic. And she's like, oh, I'm so only 22. Stressful. Like, I shouldn't be here. And then Dylan's like, oh my God, she's going to do it. Like, we have to, ru- we have to rush out of here. Like, we could all explode and die. But Meredith is like, I'm not leaving her. And then Christina's like, no, I'm not leaving either. And we know, we know that Christina is not leaving because Meredith is not leaving. And then that makes it's- Burke not want to leave because Burke doesn't want to leave because Meredith... And Christina are both staying in there. And Christina Ricci and like Hannah playing Christina Ricci, she's like, she's doing that. Like her head is like bobbling back and forth. And she's like, you can see her arm moving a little bit, like the tiniest little bit. She is really like, it's such a phenomenal, like scare, like anxiety ridden performance. The drama was making me shake. And then, and then when she takes her hand out and Meredith doesn't duck or move, she just stays standing right there. She slid her hand. And everyone else hits the ground. Everyone else hits the ground. Like, God, Meredith, what the fuck? Hannah runs out. Hannah runs out. Meredith is just standing there like, what the fuck happened? And then looks down and realizes her hand is inside of the patient where Hannah's was. And everybody else is on the floor as they should be because they thought the bomb was going to go off. And we that's the moment we know for a fact that Meredith has a death wish it's, and is yeah like and she's care. just and it just shows her face and she's just saying, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? Why did I do? Or like, yeah, she just keeps repeating yeah. to herself. She's like, oh, she's like she knows she didn't make the the right decision 
it's all it's like it's like when you do something self-destructive and your first reaction is oh i know i shouldn't have done that yeah. but like you're it's too late now yeah. and it's just like that's the end of the episode that's the end of the episode that's that's it. i couldn't i couldn't even imagine that's literally season two episode 16 and back in the day they had to wait an entire week to know what the a fuck whole happened. week an and like i thank week. thank god i did not watch the show as it was airing these episodes these seasons yeah because i could not have dealt with this there's no way i could i would have had a mental breakdown it's so stressful. It's so scary. I fucking love I it. I loved it. I loved it. I, it's such a good first episode, like part one. Yeah, it's a great part one. Because again, there's no release. If anything, by the end of it, it's just all t- all the tension is still right there. And it's not even all built up yet. Right. Like we still have an entire episode to review for our of, next episode of Grey's Anatomy. That literally is the part two of this. So all of these storylines all... needed to get wrapped up in a second episode. None of this got to finish. Everything... Which is like, again, Grace does this all the time where like storylines and like character stuff and patient drama kind of bleed into multiple episodes anyway. But this is like a true two-parter. This is like a 10-hour period taking part over two episodes. Right. And it's just, it's a really... Watching them back to back is so stressful. Even knowing what happens, you're just like shitting your pants the whole time. There's one other show that does a really good job with timelines and expression of time, which... um, it made me this like two part episode kind of reminded me of that um entire season of Orange is a New Black where it's technically like what 48 hours but it's spanned yeah. over like 10 episodes or something crazy like that. Yeah. And so like the most minuscule details get entire scenes but like what's Which I I love shit I love like that, that too because it makes you feel like everything is very intense and you're super hyper focused on what's going on. You don't have to rush through storylines and that's why and I it love gives Grey's you Anatomy. so much more character yeah because i love Grey's anatomy because the storytelling is phenomenal but not only that but on seasons of shows that are super short storylines and especially character drama can feel very rushed where we don't have enough context to understand why a character would do something like this like something that i think about with like the new um the l word reboot the l word generation Q. there it is I, I have to say this. Look, the, season, <laughs> no, the seasons please. are super short. And so we're watching it and we're like, wait, what happened between season six of the original and season one and two of the Especially reboot? for something like that, which is like a pretty big ensemble cast. It's a huge ensemble cast. The seasons I need think to it's be kind longer. Of, like everything keeps getting rushed. We're like, wait, why would that character do that? That's nothing like what we know I about I think that the character. bigger your cast, the more episodes and the longer they should be. Because it's just like you need. There's no point in introducing a character if you're not going to give them ample time to have a storyline that makes really sense. get fleshed out. Other than yeah, and it's like even in this episode and like in the in the episode we're going to cover next week, it's like wh- why like Christina Ricci gets a an a bit of she gets closure her character Hannah gets closure Dylan gets closure like all these characters that we see in this first in this part one. They do get some sort of closure in the next episode, and they get this almost not fully closed loop, but to an extent, their storylines that are started here develop or are concluded. Right. So I think it's just like, it's a really good way of, because it's like, we don't see a lot of our side characters in this episode. Right. It's mostly the main cast and like... And it's the people who are going to have longevity on the show yeah it's the characters that you're supposed to care about right so and it wouldn't make sense to introduce to like really focus on like olivia the nurse or 
or like, like Milton yeah. for a long time yeah. or like the head nurse uh, or like any of that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but amazing episode. Um, stay tuned for part two, which is season two, episode 17 of Grey's Anatomy. Um, it'll come out yeah. next week. So we're super excited for you to listen. But the links to all of our socials are in the description of the pod. And thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much. We love this. And uh, I'm so excited for next week to talk about, uh, as we know it, the second part of this. It's one of the best episodes ever of a show. You will laugh. You will cry. You will wonder. It's so good. It's so good. But okay. Come back next week. We'll talk about that then. All right. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. He's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.